0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back to the Adventures Away podcast, a salute to all things travel, but mostly Disney. I am your host Daniel. With me, as always, is my co-host Brian. Say hello, Brian. Hi, it's me. Why are you Why are you smirking and laughing already? I'm
0: not. No smirks,
1: laughs. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank we you. have a very, very special guest joining us today. Despite what you may have thought by the lead in music, it is not Dolly Parton, but it is another friend of the gays. It is the very one and only Jocelyn Martins. Jocelyn, say hello.
2: I don't even know what to do with that intro. It's so fantastic. How <laughs> <laughs> so excited.
1: How are you tonight? I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Jocelyn is a fellow agent with the Magic for Less Travel, so that is how we know each other. And you know, we've actually only met what twice in person, but we just get along swimmingly. So
2: we do, we do.
1: So Jocelyn just did um, a very exciting kind of trip down to Disney World. So we are here to talk to with her all about um, her stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, So that's going to be the main topic of the day. But as always, we're going to hit you up first with our news bits.
0: I am Mrs. Nesbitt.
2: <laughs> Snap out of it, Buzz.
1: Alright. So our very first news bit is what that What are you laughing about? You and Jocelyn too. Oh. That's unfair. I can't see her. So. <laughs> no, so you no. Know, so we're yeah. holding
2: apart hands. Yes. i love that piece. She <laughs> was
1: just doing one of these. Oh, I see. She, I see. she loves the ne- and everyone loves Mrs. Nesbitt. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, our first news bit is that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party has returned. It has kicked off. The very first party was on Friday, August the 12th, which actually was Brian's birthday. And, Justin, yeah. you just had a birthday not too long ago. Happy birthday, all you Leos out there. Um, so, yeah, so the party's going on. Uh, they got the fireworks, the parade. It looked like the first party got rained out a little bit, but they were still able to do um, the parade and some of the other stuff. Um, but there are still dates available throughout September and October. All of um, August is pretty much already sold out, as well as October 30th and October 31st are sold out. But um, throughout the rest of September and October, there are still parties available. That's crazy. What the so much is already sold out? Yes,
0: it's not even spooky season.
1: It's not technically. We get a little. We season. got a little
0: reprieve of weather today, and it. it was. It, was it like made fall. me feel like ah, uh, on the
1: cusp. We're almost out of death season. Yeah, we are on the cusp of spooky season, yeah. but not quite. Jocelyn, uh, what are you? Do you guys like the Halloween party? Have you guys been?
2: We do. I am like all Christmas, all in for Christmas. I, I love fall. It's my favorite. So I like the fallness of the decorations,
1: but then I'm ready to go right into Christmas. Yeah, I think we agree 100% on a that. Hey, was yeah. I listening to Christmas music today? I'm not going to say. <laughs> so that's a yes.
0: But those who know me know.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. everyone now everyone knows. <gasps> everyone knows that you're listening <gasps> to Christmas music on our, August the 16th. Got to get ready. You know, you know. I, I think we enjoy spooky season more so just because we like to say spooky season. Yeah, obviously. Um, But yeah. Anyways, um, the ticket prices, if you are interested, um, range from $119 to $179 for adults. Obviously, as you get closer to Halloween is when those price, prices start to go up. And children prices are a little bit cheaper for those kids under 10. So if you're interested in hitting up a Halloween party, just let Jocelyn and I know. We can get that booked for you. Indeed, yeah. This one's the most exciting. I when I saw this, I just knew you were going to just. Yeah, I got really jazzed today when yeah. I was, when I was like, "That's hot."
0: Daniel, did you know? Starting on October second of this year, the year of two thousand and twenty-two, the Behind the Seeds tour is coming back. Yeah, after I, I a did. long closure. I did know that. It's so along wonderful. with along
1: with experience experience
0: the seeds. The seas. Yeah, which and, sounds and really cool. Else. Yeah. Dolphins in depth. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Yes. Dolphins in depth.
0: Something at the seas. Who cares about the seas? Nobody. So experience with the seas. all about the plants.
1: Experience with the seas. You have to be SCUBA certified. But if you are not, you can do the dolphins in depth.
0: But like this image of the solarium. I don't know what to call it. On the living with the land. I don't know if you have it in front of you. You probably don't. I do. But the, 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 the water part is like. Oh, yeah. Clip art. Yeah. Yeah. What? I-
1: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> What is that? so we have done the behind the seats tour and it's fantastic. So good. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your feelings on living with the land as a ride, as an attraction, the behind the seats tour is a lot of fun and it's pretty cheap. Like yeah, in, it's in like the 40,
0: 30, 30, $35 per person tax not included
1: yeah. And, and discounts are available too. So annual pass, TVC, like you can get discounts on the behind the scenes tour. You basically just get a walk kind of behind if you've been on living with the land, you know, not in the last two years, but prior to that, you may have seen people actually on the tour kind of walking kind of through the sand and everything. They feed you some fresh cu- cucumbers. At least they did when we went on it. So we're big fans. Jocelyn, have you been on the behind the scenes tour?
2: I haven't. It's on my list of things I still need to do. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm excited it's back or coming back.
1: Brian's favorite attraction at Disney World is Living with the Land. So
2: it's a good one. Yeah.
1: So we like
0: booking it. begins October, mm-mm, August, August twenty second. But when, 8, 22 when, yes. 22 and you
1: you did say when the tours begin back right? August,
0: October second. These <laughs>
1: these are hard words. August, <laughs> August. October. Yeah, you don't say them very. And a bunch often. Of
0: twos. October two, August two.
1: Yeah.
2: I need to know though if you totally envisioned like um Topanga and Corey at the um. You know, like diving, uh, like with the, uh, the dolphins and stuff. When you read that piece, you know, of that I dude. always
1: think of Uncle Jesse proposing to Aunt Becky, yeah. in the at um the Coral Reef Restaurant. Mm. You know? in a scuba year. Mickey, Uncle like, Jesse must have been scuba cert certified. Scuba cert. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of things coming back, um, I think we talked about this previously, but the bibbidi boppity Boutique at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland is now open for reserva- reservations. You can make reservations. Um, both locations open back up officially on August the 25th. Um, Disney has announced that the Disney Springs and Grand Floridian Bippity Boppity Boutiques will be reopening at a later date. They just haven't announced when yet. Have your go- girls done Bippity Boppity Boutique?
2: They have. They've each, The older two have done it in Magic Kingdom. And actually, Sabrina did her experience on the Disney Dream. Oh, nice. So they all have done it, though.
1: Was it kind of like, was it a fairly similar experience between like the cruise line and then in the
2: park? It was, we were fortunate when we had it in the park, the girls were together and we were kind of towards the end. It's hustle and bustle in there, it's, it's busy. There's a lot of people, um, I remember thinking that, that there's just, there was <laughs> way to really stand. You were only supposed to go in one person because we had two kids, we could each be in there. But then we had Sabrina who was I think one at the time. And a fairy godmother kept entertaining her with stickers and stuff. So on the cruise ship, it just felt a little bit more luxurious, I'd say, and private and stuff. So... If somebody's sailing and visiting i would say go for the cruise experience yeah.
1: and i always sometimes you know especially in like the hotter months which is a lot in orlando i'll see like the girls all dolled up um and everything and they're just sweating, sweating oh my god the makeup, makeup yeah and so yeah i've always i've always thought that the cruise line sounded like a more kind of you know it's kind of you know you get a little spa day on the cruise but you get all dolled yeah. up yeah yeah. All right, so yeah, that's Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. I know a lot of people are excited about that coming back.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. Speaking about things that are going away.
1: We weren't speaking about things going away. Yeah, but now pivoting. Okay. Pivot okay.
0: to a thing that is going away. Only The briefly. Skyliner is closing.
1: Just very briefly.
0: For like a whole week. Yeah. For, just some for routine, maintenance. Quote unquote routine maintenance. quote-unquote routine maintenance. I'm just saying, you don't see a gondola at a ski, um, like mountain going down for maintenance yeah because they have the non-ski season to do it i don't think so anyway from (laughs) january 22nd to january 29th of the year of the 23 yes it'll be down for maintenance so take a bus take a minivan or swim
1: um they don't, did this don't, they don't did this win. this past year too this past january they did right the after marathon thing. weekend mm-hmm. mm. um, i don't think it was down mm. a whole week though because mm. i actually had some clients that were traveling they were staying at pop century kind of over this time so we just we were able to rearrange kind of their park days for when they were going to epcot and hollywood studios um because that was a big reason why they wanted to stay at pop century obviously Naturally. um so does do you remember it was only
2: like four like three or four days that it was down it was, and that's what I was thinking when they put out the week that if they're giving themselves a little bit of buffer, which mm-hmm. is fan- kind of fantastic based on some of the schedules and reversions that happen that we one have noticed, and two they might be padding it a little bit. Yeah,
1: and I think they announced it earlier this year too. Like, I feel like it was like october when like announced it last year so we did kind of have to and like we didn't have any issues changing around park pass reservations but i i was i got really nervous because that was like the reason they booked pop century so um we love the skyliner so i get it if people are a little disappointed when it's down but yeah i don't think it'll be down hopefully the whole week um so and we can always adjust if need be.
0: skyliner in a rocky mountain i don't
1: i don't even know what song that is that's not a song. Yes, it is.
0: I went skydiving
1: and I Rocky Mountain McGraw climbing. Song. Yeah, Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah, I have seen Tim McGraw live. He no sung way. that Song. Yeah. Uh huh. Is that old of a song? Uh-huh. It was Tim McGraw, and Lady Annabellum. Yeah, yeah. Just Lady, Lady
0: L-A. L-A. yeah. um, Annabel. I would have said that it's like um like a pff, I don't know eight eight
1: year old song. That no, I mean, was like when we were in college. I think no, even older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow.
2: I've seen him too, and it's an older song.
1: Yeah. Wow. I don't think he really like performs sings anymore. He just is like an actor now. <laughs> wow mind blown (laughs) all right well one last news bit before we get into our galactic star cruiser conversation um disney has announced some i don't want to say permanent changes to disney nothing's permanent no nothing's permanent everything is subject to change but um during the summer, they had um, made several of the previously individual Lightning Lane options um, just part of the full-time Genie Plus lineup that was included in your $15 per day cost. Um, these attractions were Space Mountain, Frozen Ever After, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Expedi- and Expedition Everest. Um, these will continue for the time being. Um, they will continue to be offered as just part of Genie Plus and not as part of the individual Lightning Lane. So So we love that, you know, just a few more attractions that are available for when you're, you know, trying to kind of skip some of those um, standby lines. Cosmic Rewind, Rise of the Resistance, Seven Drawers, Mine Train, and Flight of Passage will remain as part of the individual lightning lane options. Essentially what this just, it just stays that there's one individual lane option at each park, essentially. So I like it. I like that they're they're doing this, especially at some of, um, specifically the non Magic Kingdom parks where there aren't as many attractions. It's just nice that there's a bigger lineup of the D- Genie Plus options.
0: Indubitably.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's all.
1: I think that's all. Jocelyn, any thoughts on on any of our news bits? Any final thoughts?
2: No, I think it's good stuff coming out of Very Disney good. right now.
1: Yeah. I think th- I think that's one thing with especially with Genie Plus. I think they are. They are listening to feedback from guests. Feedback, and we, and we talked about it, too, a lot oh, when we were feedback. in Disneyland, just yeah. kind of how different Genie Plus is, just because it seems like there's just so much more um, to do um, at the two parks that are involved with Genie Plus. So I think giving more options is only going to be better just because it's going to spread the crowds out even more.
0: Now, yeah. what about Scuttlebutt? Can we talk about Scuttlebutt? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like a rumor, like a Scuttlebutt. Oh, like
2: yeah. the, water, the water fountain talk, yeah
0: i don't know what she's talking about but she's like water cooler talk
2: oh yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, was yeah. Like the yeah water
0: cooler water fountains oh, like, <laughs> get rid of florida water yay bubbles. Um, like the bubble. there's apparently um it appears as if they're making minor modifications to disney enchantment with a new pre-show that includes uh videos and things of walt and park icons because they didn't quite figure it out for the the 50th so they're like okay now a year later we're gonna try it so there was like quote-unquote fireworks and audio testing at the magic kingdom i think last night all just rumors these are just rumors yeah scuttlebutt and somebody was recording the castle like zoomed in Mm -hmm. on it from like i don't know where the contemporary or something and there was it popped up like Walt, Walt historical like videos yeah. like in different interesting park icons from the magic kingdom so All right. something That's may cool. be
1: afoot be re- that would be really cool again just a rumor nothing is it's got about Nothing is confirmed here. Um, We are not breaking news on the Adventures Away (laughs) podcast. Uh, You did not hear it here first. I I know we're kind of done with our news, but you brought up Enchantment. One thing we didn't get to talk about when we talked about our Genie Plus episode is that we both enjoyed Enchantment much more the second time around. Was better the second time. I still, I think, you looked at me afterwards and you were like, okay, maybe we were wrong. I still like Happily Ever After does much better. But I did, I think, just having some time away from Magic Kingdom fireworks, mm, mm, um, mm. it was it was it was fun, and and going with like family who had never seen it before. I think whenever you see Disney shows with people who aren't like Disney people, it's always just refreshing. Well, Disney people are the worst. <laughs> We're Disney people. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Stand by myself. I think all of those
2: nighttime spectaculars get better as like the more you yeah. see them, which is why I loved Illumination so much. See, I was see, here. I was never a fan. Oh, I
1: was never okay, a fan of bad. Illumination. Oh, I loved it. Brian! Brian loves loved Illumination. Yeah, all right
0: It was so great, so great. All, all right,
1: right. well, Brian, let's get into our main topic of the day. I hope everyone listening is jamming out to this as much as the three of us are right now. It's, I mean, it's a popping vision. <laughs> All right. Well, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, Jocelyn recently went down to Disney World and, as part of her stay, did the Galaxy, the Galaxy, Galactic Star Cruiser over um, near Hollywood Studios. So I have yet to experience this. I've booked a couple of these. Um, Adventures, experiences for a couple of guests, but I haven't got to do it myself. So, just wanted to bring Jocelyn on, just to kind of hear her thoughts and kind of, kind of get the get the lowdown on kind of what the experience was all about. Um, so, Jocelyn, my first question to you is just what made you want to do the Galactic Star Cruiser?
2: I would say it just being something new to do at Disney. I think I will. That one of the things i absolutely love most about the destination is i can always go back and do my favorite and i still always like to try something new so getting to do something new and it was really unique i had no idea what it was going to be like going in i kind of avoided a lot of spoilers um a lot of the visual stuff i didn't see i didn't have a total sense i was very i was actually very scared Like my backstory wouldn't hold up and stuff. Everybody was talking about having a backstory and kind of being in character. And when I get like, involved in something, I want to know everything about it. So I felt like I hadn't done enough reading and research to know all the planets. And like, I just was, so I just kind of was keeping it close to the truth. And I was going to say, I was like a bartender in some cantina on a, you know, planet in the galaxy. You know what? That is very on
1: brand for you. I think that's right. the perfect backstory to have. Right.
2: I I wanted to do it because it was just something I hadn't done. Um, I'd say like, I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, but my brother calls me a Disney Star Wars fan. Um, And I'd say that's very accurate. You know, I watched movies with one of my brothers when I was younger and stuff, but it was really once Disney kind of brought the franchise in that I really got into it and stuff. So on a scale of like one to ten, I would say we were like a seven on the fanfare scale or like geekdom of it all when we were there like we weren't like trying to touch all the clothes of the people in character and stuff those people were like 11. i I, I don't
1: recommend touching cast members clothing
2: (laughs) no no it's
0: a little weird yeah so for those that are um not able to tell much of a difference between a Wookiee and a Snookie, like me um that was good. <laughs> yeah, right. It was really good. How much of a not, uh, of a Star Warsian person do you think you need to be? Slash, um, do do you need to buy into this the environment, the immersion, the immersion?
2: Submersion. I don't think. I think as long as you're with somebody who's somewhat vested in it, um, I think we saw we saw a good number of families or even couples where somebody in the family was all in. Like they were families. Mom, like head to toe costuming, and the father and the kids, like t-shirts and shorts and stuff, which was super funny. Or like dad and the kids would be totally in costume, and mom or whatever wasn't. Or you know, just somebody was you could tell very much more into it than the rest of them. But watching them, like you said, like watching you know, enchanted enchantment with somebody who hadn't seen it before. See, like watching these kids just enjoy this stuff and see chewbacca come in or stormtroopers and stuff i think as long as you were if you were going with a bunch of people who weren't star wars fans like you're gonna be like what is happening what what (laughs) this is kind of whatever but as long as somebody you're with is into it i don't think you're missing out or wouldn't enjoy it as much not there there wasn't like something you had to know like i again i was afraid there was like all this backstory i would need to know everything's handed to you um explained you're pulled into the story for those 40 hours plus that you're on you know your voyage and stuff um and you get into it so i, I think it did work for most people
0: so if you think the sith is a
1: myth you're good to go <laughs> jocelyn i'm yeah, sorry Yeah, you're good bro. i apologize i'm gonna keep working on <laughs> all these rhymes no that's good to hear i think neither neither of us me, me and brian neither of us are star wars fans i have seen every single movie um mm-hmm. i started the mandalorian wasn't my favorite i didn't finish it you were not a fandalorian um, uh brian you what you've seen like some stuff here and there i've seen you're two really of, proud of yourself
0: yeah, i've seen two of the jar jars two of the Jar Jar movies yeah so which quite, i like jar jar banks i thought he was a comical relief that was much needed <laughs> in
1: those dire situations
2: I do, too, which is going to, like, totally lose any kind of street cred I have yeah. among real yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars
1: fans. do not like the Jar Jar. They I do know. not say har-har rat. to Jar Jar. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, yeah, I think that's good to know because, like, yeah, I think if just Brian and I were to do this, just the two of us, I don't think – I think we would have a hard time buying in, but I do think you're right. I think if we found, like, a group to kind of go and experience with who, like – were a little bit more, and again, like I know some stuff, but I can't tell you names of planets, and like I don't remember what right. character defeated what other character, and and that sort of first. I know that Han shot first, um, but that's about that's about kind of all that I know. And so that
0: Ross and Rachel were
1: on a break. They were on a break. Facts. <laughs> um You know, I just I just I, I like I liked hearing you say that. I think that's that's a good way to put it. Um, you talked about kind of dressing up in costumes a little yeah. bit. Um, I know that's like a big thing. I saw that you guys dressed up a little bit. Um, it wasn't probably like full-on costume. It was, kind of, it was more kind of like Star Wars Bounding, it kind of looked exactly, like. Um, exactly, yeah. So was that like – how much did that contribute to the experience? Uh, would you recommend doing something like that to anyone going I down? would.
2: I think – it felt, it was fun. It wasn't a huge investment for any of us. Like that's part of why I don't love Halloween. I'm like, we're spending all this money. My kids had every costume grow you know, as they were toddlers and stuff. And then we had to go out and buy another outfit they wore for one night. So I just, in that sense, um, was being frugal about it. So I didn't want to invest a ton and didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want, and I wanted to still you know, feel myself and stuff. So we kind of bounded, like you said, a little bit. And I think that was appropriate for us. There were people that were in a higher um, investment in their costume. I think there is definitely is a shop on board, the Chandrilla collection, and they sold different capes. I'll be quite honest. There were some cool capes that were very tempting, but I'm like, when am I ever going to wear this cape again? There were really cute outfits for children. Uh, but adults too and stuff. And so I think, again, it was just that sliding scale of how much you really want to be in. I don't think those people, no, I actually am going to rephrase that. I would say somebody in their t-shirt and shorts, if they were just walking around, some of the characters you interacted with may not have sought us out as much of the, as the, they did those and interact with those fully. In co- you could kind of sense, who was engaged on like an 11 and those of us that were on like the seven or even you know lower. You could tell the couple um, people who stepped away from their family would go to the Sublight Lounge for a quick drink while their family was off doing something. Uh, but I think that overall, it was just fun. It was just new, it was really new. It really, it added to the whole experience. And what we thought was really amazing when all is said and done is we felt like we were off in space. Like, that sounds so insane. But even the night before we were going to depart and return from our voyage, we started to think through logistics of how we were going to get to our next resort. And we went and started to ask questions. And they, I mean, you're talking about Earth. Like, it never really occurred to us that we were in a building in the Hollywood Studios parking lot we were like, how long is it going to take to get back to Earth? And they, like, we're saying stuff like this and we're cracking up at ourselves. Like, you really felt like you were off and like, how long do we take the pod back and everything? Um, it was so immersive and detailed in a way that I think if you appreciate that in storytelling of anything that Disney does, like, it. Galaxy's Edge almost has nothing on this. It The Halcyon is and the cast on board were so detail-oriented from a snack that you would grab to getting water. I mean, every single bit of it was so immersively detailed.
1: That's incredible. There, there are several things you said there that I want to touch on. I'll try to kind of go point by point. I think the first thing okay. you're talking about, like the capes that you can buy. The first thing that yeah. I thought of was like the robes that you. I was going to ask it. if
0: anybody was wearing Hogwarts robes. <laughs> like you're in Orlando, so
1: yeah. like yeah, and they they kind of fit. Did um, anybody do that? Or was anyone wearing wearing robes that you saw? No
2: one was wearing their house. I don't think robe, anyone would do um, that
1: in Star Wars. I would do that. You would. I don't have. Um, I don't. I don't have house robes. But like when they first announced the, the you know the Galactic Star Cruiser, my, the first thing that I always think of when Disney does immersive experiences with Star Wars is kind of thinking of like what Universal does with Harry Potter, because Brian and I are huge Harry Potter fans. And so my first thought was like, start we're not huge Star Wars fans, so this not, might not be for us, but it like if Universal ever built like a Hogwarts stay like this, like right. we would jump at that. And we would buy in and like I always feel the same way when I see the robes at Universal. I'm like, I have absolutely no need for this robe. I may wear it for half an hour in the park today until I get too warm, then it'll get shoved in my backpack and then you know, who knows what will happen yeah. to it. But I'm always tempted. I'm always tempted to buy it because like even though they're only in like two movies and then you never saw them again
0: well they're in the book oh well, they're in the books <laughs> but i'm just saying like
2: it indoor. was we we equated that a couple of times we we're like imagine if this were a hogwarts experience mm-hmm. or avengers campus
1: mm, yeah
2: like that would i mean it being a total avenger themed experience so i think for that whole following we would be out of our mind yeah
1: yeah So yeah, come on, Universal, let's make it happen. Um, And then the other thing, just kind of talking about, like you mentioned, just like the logistics of like checking in and out. How, like, how do they do that? I think you mentioned like a pod that you like travel to space. Is that like, like where, like, where do you check in? Then I guess like, do you like get dropped off? Where's your car? Is it like a port of cashier that you pull up under like a normal hotel? Yeah, it was very
2: mysterious right up until we got there. (laughs) So basically we got a message the day the night before even possibly the morning of our arrival or our voyage and our party we were actually staying at two different resorts that morning so we were told that the um that valet would get us over to the star cruiser to check in and stuff and so they take care of that and you just have to let them know when to go so we went out to the front of the resort and let valet know there are actually a couple other parties waiting and they call a Here's taxi van to come get you and your luggage and bring you over. I believe it is one, is it 12 or one, between 12 and one you can arrive. It's a little bit of a process. It's not complicated, because we're just sitting in, in the taxi there, but basically as you're pulling up, they are going through every single, checking the reservation and everything. So there's a little bit of a line. They open the door, they ask you a couple of questions, um, and I wish I could remember now exactly what they asked us about. It was some security questions, all I can remember is that they asked if we had any corkscrews with us. And I remember this because I did. Obviously, obviously. Obviously, there's a corkscrew in my travel bag. You never want to be stuck in a room and not be able to, you know, pop a cork. So I said, oh, I do. And they were like, okay, you need to take that out. You'll get it back. We don't confiscate it, but we have to keep it. And I was like, okay. Like, it just seemed really random. And then we got up to basically like a port kind of, and it's a concrete building. And they had it so many casts there um, greeting us and explaining what planets they were from. And they were here to visit earth to pick us up and everything. They had cold water for us. They took our picture. They took our bags, things like that. Um, Totally forgot about the corkscrew. So that haunted me later on when I had to come back to earth to remove it from the bag. But we got all cut up. They give you a very special Magic Band. So it's the Magic Band 2 version. I don't know if they're going to upgrade those to Magic Band Plus, but it was a limited or I guess a special edition for the Halcyon and it had our names and everything. And then you actually go through security before you are able to proceed in. So we have a security checkpoint and then we get in. And yes, it is a pod. So we, small groups, I would say would probably hold up to 12 or people. We go into a pod and We blast off, and it's similar to Space 220, where you're seeing, you know, the uh, it's simulated that you're going up into space, and then we get there, and it opens, and you're on the Halcyon. Um, This is irrelevant, but I think it was important to us. Space was very cold. It was very nice. They keep it very cool in space, so we were always very comfortable. That is good to know. We like like
1: cold areas, so.
2: Yes. Yes, like when you, you know, you always want to get your room down really cold. So space is very cold, which is nice. And then you board the halcyon and you're in the atrium. And that's where your voyage um, starts. And so basically in reverse to depart, you plan your time that you're going to get off and they will have a taxi waiting for you to take you to your next resort or point from there
1: and like the so taxi pretty locked
2: down you can't just like swing by yeah,
1: the taxis are like included like you're not paying for that taxi like in the moment right like it's
2: nope nope they took care of that for us
1: gotcha um a few things again there it sa- and i mean i know that they keep like advertising it says like it's similar to like an act like a sea cruise like in terms of like the experience and everything like it's a it's like a sailing and that sounds like the the onboarding process sounds very similar to a cruise like in terms of having to check the luggage and go through security and like wait for your boarding time and all that sort of thing um Hmm. was that did it was it did it seem too cumbersome or were you just like kind of like invested like all in from like the get-go like did they do a good job of like making that that kind of that stretch of time, like, just, like, feel as part of the adventure.
2: They did. They did a really good job. And for a moment there, I remember thinking, wow, all the cast that they're struggling to hire, like, in food service or something, it's because they're all here the Star Cruiser. There were plenty of people there assisting and helping, and you're excited. And, again, it's just because you don't know. You don't know what's on the other side of that wall or where the pod's going to take you and what that's going to look like. So the anticipation was exciting and stuff.
1: Sure. And you also mentioned the magic band that you get. Obvious, I'm assuming you can now just wear that magic band on any Disney World trip and it'll work like any other magic band. But, like, it also does, does it do like more specific things on the Halcyon, like other than just like opening your room door and stuff?
2: It didn't. No, it actually, so most of the experiences where you're interacting is on your data pad, which is built off the, the Disney Park play app. So once we are uh, we were kind of checked in, it basically unlocked new functionality of the Disney Parks Play app or we were calling it our data pad. And so we worked off of our data pads. and there were comms there, there was an event schedule, there were different tools, there was a map, we had profiles, things like that. So if you've ever used the Parks Play app in Galaxy's Edge to do anything, it had similar functionality. Like when we did... I don't know, I'm sure we'll get to this when we had our excursion to Batu. Um, I'm hacking things and I'm doing things and completing all these things. And I'm, I'm getting credit like four at a time, five at a time, one at a time. And I looked over at and I was like, do you have 16,000 credits? I was like, I thought I was good to 80. I've played it in Galaxy S before. So there's a little bit of like overlap there. So if you're familiar with that, I wasn't. Uh, but our data pad is where we had we basically start engaging. And so when we get into talking about the story, I can explain more about what you're doing there on the data pad. So I would say the data pad had a lot more functionality than magic, man. It's really cool looking, but it served as a magic band to either charge back if we bought a drink or shopped or unlock our door.
1: And is the data pad is that like just like your cell phone or do they actually Mm -hmm. give you like a, like a cell phone? So it's, your no, cell it's phone. our cell
2: phone just running the Disney Parts Play app, and so I believe if there are children who don't have their own device, like you can do it mm-hmm. on an iPad or a Kindle and things like that, they do have a limited amount of loaners for was, anybody who wouldn't have that a mobile device. Be my next
1: question for people who don't have like a smartphone. Well, they tr- yeah, they clearly did a good job of like training you to call it a dad because this whole time I was like, I-, I think it's just the phone, but the way she's yeah. saying this, like yeah. they, maybe they do give you something else. Gotcha. Yep,
2: yeah, it's literally just my. Nice. Oh,
1: perfect. There you go. Um and then just real quick, I know it's it's just like a 2-day kind of experience. What what's kind of the daily itinerary? Is that like do you like see all that like in the data pad like like do, are they kind of escorting you from like experience to experience? Like they kind of have everything already planned out for you for the most part?
2: They do. It was similar again. It like There's some comparisons to a cruise, and I think it's because it's the only thing, like, our human brains can identify and connect it with, and for people who have cruised, but it was so not a cruise, but to compare, like, you had your dinner time and different things like that, seating, so when we got on board the first day, we, there was a lunch buffet, and that was in the Crown of Coralia dining room, and it was basically open for a few hours, so you could come and go, and we could talk about the food, and then there was some exploring time, and then they had things like, data pad orientation so they would show you what you could do with your data pad uh, there was a ship muster that we all had to attend there was a captain's reception the first night um, we had a dinner and it was an evening with Gaia who was an entertainer on the ship and then there were some optional activities so they would have um, sabak lessons which is a card game which was actually really really fun they had um, different sector sets and which is similar to like a bingo kind of game. Uh, There's lightsaber training. There was a director's evening toast. I'm kind of looking through my data pad here, some stuff we screenshot. And then we had our excursion to Batuu. So there was a lineup. There was definitely time. You never felt rushed. There was maybe it had too much downtime a little bit each afternoon. The experience where we did lightsaber training, amazing, and then bridge training amazing it was we got to do each of those things one time we would have loved to have seen an additional even if it was a pay-for experience like to be able to go back and do some more lightsaber training or something like that I felt like each afternoon we definitely we spent time in the lounge we learned how to play sabacc at the table where it's all computer generated we bought the car game we played there we explored Um, we'd go out into they had a climate simulator so this is really funny. The climate simulator, we went to check out the first day. There were some plants you could scan and do some different things. So we were, we were all just like, oh, let's go do that. So we head down the hallway where the climate simulator is. And there was a couple of cast members standing there looking at us it. like we were crazy to press the button to open the door. We're like, can we not go out? He's like, well, you can, but it's simulating the, the climate on Batu right now. We were like, oh, okay. It's a climate simulator. That's what I think it would. So we pressed the door, we open it. It is thunder and lightning and raining so it is truly where you can get like fresh air and be outdoors but not really outdoors. (laughs) so for that i know some people have had some concern that there are windows and you can't get air so you literally open this door it's all these this cool um greenery and different plants and you can build rock sculptures but it is open air to (laughs) batu So, well, how did
1: the cast member expect you to know that it was currently thunderstorming in don't know. In they were laughing <laughs> at
2: us. We were like, oh, oh, it's Batu. Okay, okay. You're simulating Batu. We get it. We get it. So we thought that was a fun little joke. Um, but there was just like, so when we, we were doing all these things. There still could have been better. Like, oh, do so they have like a spa? like in, in, in the outer galaxies, like do none of those planets have anywhere where you can get like a massage maybe, or just, you know, like I said, there was a little bit of time that we would have loved, or just a cool place to maybe read. The atrium kind of served as that, but if we could have paid to have done lightsaber training, but, um, bridge training, or work in those areas additionally, I absolutely would have, because there was just a little bit of downtime. Again, we weren't chasing around some of the cast member hoping to talk to them and touch what they were wearing and stuff because they were 100% people doing that.
1: Brian, did you have another question? Do I have another question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your next question. Oh
0: my gosh. I have so many questions. I just didn't know if Five, you were ready Brian. to move
1: on. I am. Oh my
0: goodness. <clears throat> I feel like I a uh, throat. I just feel like I'm like warding off a cough anyway. Um, i'm so sorry i'm so
1: sorry sorry i put you on the spot yeah
0: you really should like point and be like (laughs) you um for those of us that don't want blue and green milk there's really there's something in my throat um how is the food and drink because um i don't i've never eaten in batu but it all looks gross
1: to me (laughs) Brian's a very picky eater. I've also
0: never eaten in the land of um, Avatar, whatever that's called. Satouli Canteen. I always go by myself. Again, because he just Mm. looks weird. So, like, is there normal people food?
2: Disguised as fancy food, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you could have chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. Love. But it was disguised. So, there was, on lunch, I'm looking through pictures, the first day, oh, what did they call this? It was, like, basically burnt cheese don't i mean who doesn't love no oh i like burnt cheese cheese
0: toast in a toaster and it got black that's so gross
2: not like burnt enough like the crispy like overflowing off the side of the pizza you pick off the pan kind of like overcooked cheese let's say um it was they did a really good job with the food feeding they So like peanut butter and jelly was available. It was sun butter and jelly, kind of like a donut though, I would say. Um, So you just, I think there was definitely normal people food. You just had to be open to how it looked. There were a few times we had no idea what we were eating, (laughs) but we knew it was very. So like, is it like like
0: a main dining room and you have like a set time to eat?
2: There is. So for a lunch. It was a buffet, and so you could go in, things were labeled, you could select what you wanted. They have these really cool trays where just different compartments fit. And I know visually, if people are just listening, it's hard to see. But I, I got two trays worth of all these little trays of different things because I wanted to try everything. so
0: like a bento totally, boxy type thing?
2: Sort of. Mm. Sort of. The tray had like long sections to stick things in. Yeah, and no. so the food, they're like three, going different ways. And then the, the food was either served in... Squares, the two squares fit in a rectangle. So I guess similar to a bento box sure. but in outer space. Um, so you could totally try different things and whatnot. Dinners were served um, family style. The first night's dinner, there was entertainment. So it was a little bit darker and harder to kind of maybe get a sense of what you were eating. I know there was something, it was kind of like bao buns as part of the appetizer. And at one point, our server came back and said, can I get you any more of the appetizers? And we said, oh, can we get another one of the purple or one of the blue, whatever it was, blue or purple, we said. She's like, no, that's tomorrow night. And we were like, wait, we just ate it. What do you mean it's tomorrow night? But she thought we were asking for the blue shrimp that would be served oh. the next night. Exactly. <laughs> like kind of caught on. We're like, "No," but she's like, "Oh, the purple one?" We're like, "I guess it's dark. Like the, the this one, not the green one and not the orange one. That would be great." <laughs> she's like, "Oh, okay. I'm so sorry." So like, do um, they
1: give you a menu that like explains? Sounds
0: disgusting.
2: They don't. They kind of tell you what it is and
0: No. I
1: don't.
2: I mean, I guess yeah, no. brought, Bro, we didn't I really you would do. Here, well. I mean, we're not super picky. Basically, one was like pulled pork, one head chicken, mm. Um, and the other one I forget what the other thing had and stuff Um, so we, we knew we were like pretty safe breakfast was the same as like the buffet you could go and get whatever you know up from the buffet so it was very well lit you knew what you were ordering I would say dinner was probably the most mysterious but the food was phenomenal it really really was and it was just It was themed, like I said, in color. Um, And it's all natural dye, which I thought was really good because I was like, oh, my gosh, all the dyes that we're eating because everything was very colorful. And I could just feel like that could be a complaint for a lot of people right now. I know certain, you know, people can't have dye and things like that. Uh, It's all dyed naturally. So... There was that. Um but see Brent, I think lot-
1: you I think you would do fine with this. Like it sounds like it's enough, like it's just presented exotically. But like mm-hmm. we made it through yeah, an entire dinner at Remy. Fancy. Like the Remy, the food that we had in Remy is gonna be actually more exotic than what this Absolutely. sounds like. Yeah,
0: but I also Absolutely. had a lot of champagne, so
1: <laughs> they have cocktails on the house, Oh yeah,
2: they were fantastic cocktails on the
1: halcyon so i think you would be fine i do like pulled pork and chicken exactly that's what i'm saying i don't think that i want to try a blue shrimp i think you would be fine i just think it would you would just have to try it and i think you would be totally fine Mm. and if not when we get off the halcyon you just fill up on mickey bars halcyon
2: they did always have snacks available too um so even though the dining room is pretty much open Like the the buffet would probably only close a little bit before like dinner would start. So you're not really eating up into that time. But in the atrium, they would have the, you know, the sugar, not really sugar, shortbread cookies that they have like at the Riviera with that little coating of.
1: Do they give these away uh, for free at the Riviera or do you have to buy them? No, you have to
2: buy them at the Riviera. But at the Halseon, they did give them away for free. So they would have these shortbread cookies with that thin layer of it's not fondant um they're just they're not too sweet they had those they had cake pops they had popcorn which and again yeah, they have certain names for it this, like sounds, crispy this sounds delicious yeah it was so me up.
1: i love snacks um we, we mentioned this briefly but how were the how were the cocktails how were the drinks
2: they were on point they were oh my gosh there's one Mark of the Huntress. It was like my favorite one on board. It was bourbon whiskey, peach infused, black currant, orgia or orgea, which is I guess an almond. It says almond in parentheses, and they use that in a lot of their drinks. Lemon and sparkling bubbles. Other and than they the put almond, I mean, I could maybe there's right? another
0: other flavor in there that maybe like the almond flavor wouldn't yep. be. That sounds right up your alley. Other than because I, d- I, d- I don't, I don't, I don't mind like amaretto, which is supposed mm. to be like almondy. So.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't love amaretto. I love almond, and for some reason, I don't love amaretto. It just this just was like happy. It was just a happy flavor. Just a happy, drink.
0: happy, happy drink. Just
2: they happy, had some. Re- it was they had some really good drinks. Um, they definitely, I think, zone in right away. They know if you're going to order drinks, they are selling you the expensive drinks. Um, but yeah, they were they were good. Very good.
1: I, I feel like when you're there, you just, again just buy in and 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 buy those. Pricey drinks, cause it's, like, out the This door. is, I mean, you want to get the full experience. Yeet it out the door. Yeah. yeah. How are yeah, they? Yeah. And there
2: were some that were only available upstairs in the sublight lounge, and then there were some that were only available in the dining room. Mm.
1: So, My and they
2: do have a full bar, but the theme drinks were really good. I
1: mean, just I mean, some of the pictures that you posted, some of the drinks just looked just so cool. Just like just watching them get made and presented just seems part of the experience alone. And
2: even the glasses they're serving mm. them in, like. Everything was so over the top themed. It was so amazing.
1: Uh, uh, not to keep going back and forth between actual cruises and, and this, but that reminds me. Just like it seems like that's becoming like more of a a thought that they're putting into a lot of their bars and lounges. Because like across the board on the Wish, like not just in the Hyperspace Lounge, but like just even like the Nightingales, like how they had like the little bird glass, like even in the main dining
0: room, Arendelle
1: right? with like yeah. those
0: blue and clear like. Like a smoky.
1: Yeah, so like it seems like they're really going out of their way to like not just like present good drinks, but like present them in just a really themed way, which I love.
2: Yeah, and that's what their their storytelling. That's what they like their roots are. So I'm glad that we're seeing them bring you know some of that story back into their presentations of things yeah. that they're charging us a lot for. <laughs>
0: How are the cabins? Would you, would you, would you at all say, ah, this is claustrophobic because I can't see outside. And how in the event of an emergency do you escape?
2: So there's actually an escape hatch. No lie. Uh,
0: (laughs) I figured there had to be, you know, something legally. It was really confusing. Is it
1: like a slide? It was never
2: actually explained. Um, the cabin itself, So there were four adults. There were four of us sharing the cabin did not feel claustrophobic at all. We were, we had stayed before, we were staying after at Walt Disney World, we were moving over to Universal, so we had a lot of luggage. Um, The cabinet itself, the only thing that would maybe have been a little, like there's one sink in the bathroom, so the bathroom's probably a little bit tighter than maybe for four adults to share, but we were totally fine. Um, But it's just, you kind of come in through a hallway, they've got some good storage, there's a queen size bed and then two bunk beds and bunk beds doesn't do what they're called justice at all. Like I thought it was going to be like a tight bunk bed. They're little like pod cutouts almost. And so yes, there's one above the other. It is very spacious. So I was in there, not that I'm super tall or anything, but at the bottom of my bed, I would actually like put my packing cube with like my outfit for the next day on it. And it was like nowhere near my feet, even touching it. At my head, I would have, like, my charging devices. Like, I'd have my extension cord go into an outlet on the side of the bed. And my stuff was over here. And I always sleep with, like, a little fan next to me. I mean, plenty of room. So, that was really nice. There was – so, instead of a window or where a window would be, there is a port – porthole is not the word I want.
1: Um, But some kind of window into space.
2: Yeah, Yeah, a window into space. Um, And so, we'd see things there. You can actually shut it. So there is a little button to bring down something. If any of that at night would bother you, there is, is, there's a TV um, that does. So yeah, so that's like on the side. Yep. And that's kind of going on. And then you've got where it looks almost like a giant data pad and I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, we didn't do anything with it, but it does turn into the TV, but then there's a whole other panel where you have a droid that comes to your room and talks to you, which was really cool and interacts with you and answers questions, tells you bedtime stories. Um, we joked that she didn't like me because what I went back to the room for, oh, I think I was bringing the car. I had to go get the corkscrew or whatever it was. So I was in the room by myself and I pressed the button and she asked if I wanted her to give us like the lowdown on everything. And I said, no. And she's like, or oh, is your party not here? I said, no, 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 wait. And so then we came back. Uh, I think she must have thought i put her off because then she wouldn't listen to me. She would only listen to Steve. It was hysterical. So we've got some hilarious um, video of me like yelling at her to listen and she didn't. But so anyway, so then there's also underneath that like window into space. There's a little area where you pull out two little stools that like you can open the top and there's storage in and you can actually pull out like a little table. So you could actually sit there. Um, We could have played cards. We could have done some work. So a little bit area there. So that's how like wide it was on the side of the bed. Basically, you could put luggage under the bed. You could put luggage in a little closet that they had. Um, they give you, so when you get to your room, this is just, again, like so minor, but such a nice touch when you drink a lot of water. They had a couple of really nice ice cold waters. They had a couple of bottled ones and then they had a couple in glass jars. Like, so it was a big glass jar. In some stainless steel cups. And in the atrium, you could just always get ice cold water, sparkling water um, and or ambient water. So whatever your heart desired for water, you could fill up your own bottles and stuff. Um, but back in the cabin, if you go in and think of it like a rectangle and so the bathroom's to my left and you pass that and then to the left again are the bunks and the regular bed and straight ahead is the window to space. To the right of that, It just said emergency and there was a handle. So, of course, we checked to see what it was. Um, It's just like a closet, I guess. So, there must be a door that can be opened on the other side of it. And Because when you think, if you actually drive by and you're on, can't think of what that main road is there behind it, and you see the halcyon, and you're like, oh, there are windows. Like, there's those tall, skinny kind of windows. That must be what, like, maybe the fire department could pop out. And that's the other side of the escape hatch. I don't. It was never really explained um, or needed, thankfully. So, but yeah, you can escape from it. You, there's a little thing that says, "Do not, you know, use it for storage or anything like that." I definitely don't know that all four of us would have fit in there, but. Like
1: if we had to hide or something. Yeah, to, uh, hopefully we have to hide. Um, have and to Justin hide. put together a great reel that's on that uh, was posted to the Magic for Less Travels Instagram account of The Cabin. So if you want to go check that out, it was just what about two or three weeks ago that uh, it was yeah. posted. So it, it really does look bigger than I had envisioned it being. So and I think you get a really good kind of glimpse of like the scale of that in that video. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask you about your day in Batu. Like, so they transport you to Hollywood Studios. Um, I'm I'm assuming you kind of have free reign to go anywhere in the park, but are you like with a guide the whole time? Or are they kind of like walking you through stuff? Do you get to do the two rides? Like, like what does that day look like without like spoilers or anything?
2: Yeah, so your excursion to Batu does include a Lightning Lane Reservator, or you know, Lightning Lane Pass, will say, to both Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance, so that's fantastic. Um, you are encouraged, so, and I think when we're working with our guests, I know sometimes it's like, oh, do you want to do Ogas or anything? I would highly recommend, and I think they might even be booking it, even if people aren't booking it, for people to go to Ogas, it's a little bit, um, there's important parts of your mission, so when you're going to Batu, there's some tasks that you have. And so a lot of what we haven't spoken about yet is the story that's going on and how the different role that you're playing. So yeah, the uh, interacting in the roles that you play on board the ship and when you interact with both your data pad and the cast on the ship, there are different things that then happen. And so your data pad, again, is a source of direction, basically, and what to do. So when you go to Batu, you take a different pod. I thought it was really interesting, this pod actually, it's not simulated you're moving and we get to Batu, and you could go do your attractions first, but you also have a lot of tasks. So when we woke up that morning and checked our data pad, based on the things we had done the night before, and we did, even though there were four of us, sometimes Hannah and I would go and do something because our data pad asked us to do and collect something. At one point, I think Pam, Hannah and I all had to go to like the engineering room and scan something. Steve did something else, Um, so based on what you're doing and how you're answering some questions that come in on your comms, you're the ship without giving away too, too much of the story. You do have some visitors and some guests that might have another alliance in the galaxy, and so it kind of then dictates what you do and you're constantly being tested. And so some of your tasks are the same. Sometimes they're at the same time. They're not. And the same goes for Batu. So we had a reservation at Oga's and that played very much into our story. There was something that we all had to do at Oga's Cantina. And it's not physically. It's not like you're having to go up to the bartender. Um, it, it sounds a little bit like that and it kind of acts like it is, but it's really once you're there, you're like, okay, I'm here. I see this or you scan something and things like that. So again, it's, it's interacting if people have used the parts play off in, in Galaxy's Edge. It's I think just an evolution. And I think Magic Band Plus now is going to be a big part of this for guests on board. So I'm curious to see how that plays out for people on voyages now. And then it was hot our day in Batu, as any day in Batu would be in July. So we did all our tasks, we did some additional things to get some credit we shopped in the market a little bit, we experienced the attractions, and you do get a voucher to be able to eat um, or dine in Batu and get lunch, or they're also serving lunch on the ship. And like I said, it was really cold in space, so we opted to go back to our ship and have lunch there rather than dine outdoors. We could have gone beyond um, Batu if we had wanted to and stuff, as long as you're back by a certain point in time. And you go back and you actually get a little collector pin. And that's what identifies you kind of as your passage to come back, which is pretty cool. So similar to almost like an ABD touch there. You get that little special pin. And we came back. We had lunch. um, But I think people could spend as long. People could spend, I think, until 4 p.m. in Batu. We were probably back on the ship by about 1 to do lunch. And so, again, like I mentioned, that afternoon, we had a little bit more time. Maybe, and again, that was our choice to come back. Had we stayed in by two, we could have continued to maybe scan things and do stuff like that. But being back on the ship, if they had offered something additional, we did go learn how to play Sabacc in the lounge. And one of the cats, actually Chewbacca came and he helped us and learn how to do it. So that's really fun and things like that. But there was just maybe a little, the downtime was a little bit slow, but it was nice, too, because then you did. Slow down and kind of enjoy yourself.
1: So, sure. Um, if I remember correctly, and I think you mentioned this a little bit, you guys had you had a long trip. You were down in Orlando for a while. You did like Disney World before, after, and Universal. Um, do you? Would you recommend kind of doing an experience like this? Kind of in the middle of a trip, beginning, end? Do you not think it matters? Hmm,
2: that's a good question. I. I don't know that it would matter. Maybe to, if I had done all those things prior to, like if I had been at Disney for three or four days and then Universal for three days and then gone to the Center, I would probably be tired. You do actually, both nights, you do stay up. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's vacation, but I thought it was late. It was like, you know, but sometimes there were things still going on at 10 that you were supposed to be awake and participating in, so I thought that was later um you know so that's that's my bedtime i want to be in bed We have to be up early and stuff so maybe towards the beginning middle i wouldn't wait till the end. i don't believe that's past your bedtime
1: we were up to like midnight in disneyland every night
2: that that was like a total anomaly (laughs) me sleeping that little
0: there's too much fun
1: to be had. Ha So much fun. <laughs> Brian's so good. I said he missed <laughs> out. Um, yeah. It seems like, uh, so I've booked two of these for clients so far and both are doing kind of like Disney world stays after, um, which seems kind of the general vibe that I'm getting from most people is, and it's kind of like when people go on like a cruise and they want to do Disney, I usually recommend doing Disney world first and then the cruise. Cause you get the more like kind of relaxing experience, but this isn't not that this isn't like relaxing, but like, It's, it's, it's just kind of part of like, you kind of do it. Yeah. It's not
2: vigorous. It's not. Yeah. 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 I think it would kind of go well at any point.
1: So would
0: you do it again? And if you were to say, yeah, I would do it again. How many days, months or years would you want between trips?
2: I, you know, when we were there and we were talking about it, we were like, how much repeatability does this have? Like, is this something, are they going to every couple of years have to, recycle what they're doing in the model now having only been it has it's been just under a month that i've done it like i would go back if you guys were like well do you want to do it i'd be like yep let's go i do i just think it was like something just different i think there was a lot of fun to be had um i think it was comfortable i think it was just a great combination of again being immersed in a story that disney does tell so well and it it was more themed than even cruising so i just i really really can't speak to that part enough about it how much i enjoyed that and yeah i think it was it was cool again like i said on that scale we definitely were not the biggest fans or geeks there and lightsaber training was just i thought the coolest thing ever in the world
1: that's cool that's cool because i know a lot of people when they first like released the video of the lightsaber training were like oh that looks lame but i'm, I'm happy to hear that like
2: like yeah, somebody's actually
1: really done cool. it and experienced it has because people always come on the internet and they always have negative at first like give it a try give it a try i know um well just to wrap up real quick any final thoughts i know we didn't kind of get into the story much and mainly because we didn't i don't know like what to ask about the story i don't know i don't want and i don't want to give too much away but just kind of yeah. final thoughts before we kind of wrap up the the episode
2: I just think it's great. I think if somebody is a Star Wars fan or has somebody in their Star Wars family, I think that the model they have for what they're offering right now, the two night stay is just, it's real. It's on point And it's something that they should consider doing. I think that I know a lot of people are like, it's pricey for two nights. It's pretty much all inclusive. It's, and again, we're going to compare it to that cruise model because that's like the only thing we know that's similar to that. And it's really offering you the entertainment it's offering you your excursion is in the price i mean really the only thing that was outside of that was anything you bought in the shop or um or your alcohol and it was just it was so unique i i think that people are gonna love it i'm very interested to see what they do if it it is two years or or how many people like what's going to happen for it to have repeatability for gas because i think i would love to see it like My kids are, actually, of my three girls, my oldest is the least into Star Wars. And she has, um, she's created, like, a Capital One savings account for the Star Cruiser. Like, she's all in. Like, I think it's the funniest thing that she wants to do it. So, I think it would be just fantastic to see that. I've also been like, which you also don't, um, you're not the most outgoing. You're very reserved and like to observe. So, I don't know that you'll get as much out of it. Is your youngest sister, Will, who would be the one going up to the Star Trooper and being like, dude, give me your gun, <laughs> um, or your blaster thing, which actually so funny story. At one of the points, one of our tasks, Hannah and I, and I think actually Pam, we all had to get to a restricted access area to scan something for one of our missions. And Steve just kind of came with us. So we get there. And we left the door open so I don't know we just again weren't really thinking too much So we scanned into this restricted area which prior to we had tried to get in you couldn't we had to do some tasks and the way the events fell that now we had access to it and we were doing a, um, a favor for somebody so we're in there and all of a sudden Hannah's like the stormtroopers are coming so she like slowly closes the door and I'm like, like, the stormtroopers are coming here. She's like, yeah, so all of a sudden the door opens and the stormtroopers are like, what are you doing? And I don't care how stupid it sounds, it is intimidating when there was a stormtrooper with his blaster asking you what you're doing when you're in your restricted area. But what was even more odd was the cast member was like, what are you doing in here? This is a restricted area. And we're like, well, um, and so we all kind of like, and it's like, we were, were looking for the refresher, which is what they call the bathroom or the restroom on, on the ship. She's like, we thought this was the refresher. And they're like, get out of here now, blah, blah, blah. So the three of us are like, we kind of start walking. We're like, where's Steve? He ducked down behind some cargo. Classic. In the area, and the stormtroopers found him. But it was funny because we were, we were doing tasks for different um, alliances and stuff. So in the end, we were like, so were we... Was the cast member confused? Was that just part of their role? Like, why were we all being questioned that we were in this area? So it was funny.
1: Well, it sounds like you had a great time. I don't think I was super, like, interested in doing it until now, like, talking to you through it and, like, actually hearing kind of what's all involved. Again, I don't know if just Brian and I will go down, just the two of us, but we'll have to find some Star Wars friends to do it with us. All right, Brian. Well, let's wrap up this episode. Let's get into the final segment of the day, which is, as always, trivia. Daniel. Your, your mic is not on. Daniel. There it is.
0: <laughs> Daniel, this question is um, uh, brought to you by um, Solo. Okay. Mm-hmm. From Red Cup, Missouri. And he wants to know who built... C three pm. Oh, that was going to be my question for
1: Jocelyn. <laughs> I want
2: the trivia from a couple weeks ago because I knew both answers and now I'm really bad at trivia.
1: <laughs> so it was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> you cheated. So <laughs> I didn't cheat. It's I cheating just, in my. So book. this is the problem. I thought I didn't think that that would happen, but like since Brian and I don't know much Star Wars, I was like, we're both going to come up with easy <laughs> questions. Mm. So, anyways, okay. Well, I have two questions. Well, one for you. Well, no, that was my one for Jocelyn. Oh no, no, I can come up with a new one. I can come up with a new one. Okay, Brian. My question for you is: You always say, "As a trap." As a trap. So, what character says that line?
0: Um. Oh God. He's um. uh it's a trap. Um,
1: um I'll give you I'll I'll give you yeah, the, the first just, part. Yeah, 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 H- yeah. The first part is Admiral. Admiral Akbar. You got it. There's a trap. <laughs> I'm actually impressed that you got you it's got a it. trap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Jocelyn, my question for you was submitted um by Dolly from Seaverville, Tennessee. She wants to know what is baby Yoda's actual name?
2: Oh, wow, I know this
1: on Yeah, that's correct. That is I do correct. I was gonna book. ask Brian that, but I didn't think he would know it. It's what? Grogu. 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 It's the That's It's very interesting.
0: I need to now try and figure out which came first. Grogu, baby Yoda, or Grogu, who is this, like, baby Roger
1: character from American Dad? I'm not familiar. So, probably, curious
0: who stole from who?
1: I mean, probably the American Dad, because that has been around a lot longer than The Mandalorian. Yeah, but it's a newer season of American Dad. Anyways. Oh. Uh, Nonetheless, so, okay. all right. Well, we know it for for we did we we were three for three for trivia. That's a first. We went three for three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy that's... All right.
2: Well,
1: I told you. Know, I told Brian I wanted your intro music to be a Dolly song, but I also thought about doing this going for it <laughs> I like I've had to go Dolly. Well, Justin, real quick, tell people where they can find you on the social medias.
2: I am at backstupid.
1: Follow along on our Ventures. What trips do you have coming up?
2: Um, I don't know. What do we? Oh, well, I'll be cruising with you guys at some point in the next several be- months. February.
1: Yeah, that's a exciting. while I still.
2: I know. Um, that's a good question. I mean, you guys probably know as being travel planners now our own yes. trips are like I'm like, um, uh-huh. I think I'm going somewhere. I just looked I opened the Southwest app this afternoon. There were some plates booked, I think. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm trying That's to get, all right. we had to actually sit down and, and schedule who's driving, who where for the next two weeks. Our schedule's
1: so crazy. So. Well, just find Jocelyn on Instagram and you'll, you'll find out what her next trip is before she does. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, as always, thanks so much for listening. If you need help planning your next Walt Disney World vacation, your star, uh, galactic star cruiser, you know, experience, whatever that it might be, feel free to email me, Daniel at magicforlash.com uh, Again, Jocelyn's a great agent as well. So if you find her on Instagram, message her, if you need help or have any questions about the Galactic Star Cruiser. But yeah, until next time, I'm Daniel. He's Brian. She's Jocelyn. Thanks for joining us. Yeet.